0: It's Tuesday, March 8th, 2016, and you're listening to episode 393 of Fear the Boot, a show about tabletop role-playing games and a little bit more. Running time for this episode is 50 minutes. Welcome to Fear the Boot. My name is Dan. My name is John. My name is Chad. This is Wayne. And this is Chris. Who's that again? Yeah. I'm Hobo. Who cares? (laughs) So... One announcement, and then we're into it. Chris, go ahead. The floor is yours.
1: Oh, my gosh. Those of you that follow me with excruciating amount of detail will probably remember my two failed Kickstarters that I had uh, back in the day. What ended up actually happening out of that is that that kind of ended up giving me an idea for just kind of a a one-off project to try, and that has finally come out. I'm actually calling it a short film because then that allowed me to enter it uh, into a short film contest. And it is. That's um, a good reason. <laughs> yeah, I, I was pretty happy
0: with that. I called Fear the Boot a mid sized sedan, which is why we now have a JD Powers and Associates Award.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I think that's um, submitting us to the uh, AVNs. AVNs, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He just wants Wayne, to read right what out. What did, did you
3: do with that tape?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, no. I can cherry on, Chris. I'm sorry. No,
1: no, uh actually, yeah, I want you to kind of go on with this. I want to hear we, uh, more about this AVM submission. So, um, in, 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 great in detail. slow, slow detail. Uh, no, so it's called It Figures, uh, The Parental Menace, or Episode One, The Parental Menace, and it is essentially. It goes with the concept of a group of Star Wars action figures sitting around a table playing role-playing game session. And I took the uh, family dynamic of the uh, Skywalker clan and kind of used that as um, kind of a plot springboard for the film. Uh, One of the figures around the table is mine, though I had them all, but I actually had a friend who had figures in much better condition than mine, so he was generous enough to let me use his including the uh, Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader that still not only have their original lightsabers in them, but they even have the small little tiny tip on the end, which uh, is very, very hard for any uh, child collecting them in the day to actually keep attached to the saber. But I had voice work provided by a couple of booters, uh, Seneca and uh, Scott Nelson and then got additional voice work from uh, Eric from Gamer's Table and uh, Cat Cool from the Campaign Podcast. So I kept my voice out of this uh, for uh, obvious reasons. But yeah, but it came out a couple weeks ago, and cute little uh, cute little film. We gave some props in there to Fear the Boot, of course. So I've submitted it to the Gen Con um, Film Festival, which is probably the only film festival that actually would take a movie of this type, seeing as how it's, it deals with a niche within a niche. So... Uh, uh, this well, is, this when is, I am
3: plastered at stake and Shake and vaguely feel a disturbance in the force that that film festival is probably going on at that time, I yes. will wave a supportive paw in its direction.
1: Nothing would, <laughs> would make me happier than for you to crash the actual, if they screen it, for you to crash the screening and go on some sort of uh, intoxicated rambling and then walk out. <laughs> Dude, I would
0: totally just come into that screening falling down drunk. Just carrying on about wild government conspiracy theories. (laughs) Oh my gosh,
1: that'd be beautiful.
0: So for anyone who wants to check this out, I will put a link to the YouTube video in the show notes. So if you want to see Chris's comedy short film done with Star Wars figures playing the Star Wars characters as voiced by a variety of people, show notes at feartheboot.com, and you will find a link to It figures. What game are they playing?
1: It's, it's never fully revealed, but it, it is a fantasy RPG.
0: Oh, G- Gennaro, totally not generic
1: D&D. Generic uh, fantasy RPG. I think it SD. would be a
0: lot better if you had them playing Star Wars. You yeah. had them playing like Saga Edition or something like that. You know, I thought about,
1: if, I had thought about doing some sort of Inception like thing where they're playing space battle or something. The RPG
4: you should do all the they should you should do all of the New Hope <laughs> characters and they're playing a Star Wars role playing game where they're playing the Phantom Menace. But oh my gosh! They you know, oh. Hate each other because the plot is so terrible and everybody's character sucks. Yeah, but they're but they're yes. they they're being really <laughs> snippy
1: about it. And they could they could they could role play in character with incredibly wooden dialogue. Yes, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. These are Jaw Jaw pigs, isn't that a racist, Luke? (laughs) (laughs) Isn't the? Yeah,
0: I'm gonna stop because we're probably gonna offend some people. But almost every character in that movie is racist in one way or another. So anyway, all right. Send
1: in the droidicas. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. also them. (laughs) (laughs) And the what?
3: God, I knew all of them individually. I never sat down and contemplated that all of them together created this like horrible '30s clan recruitment reel of horrific stereotypes. Dude, it was, but they—that's but just Lucas living out his childhood. I guess so.
4: Yeah, <laughs> I'm not saying he's racist, but it's it was a the different time.
0: time. Yeah. yeah, no,
3: no. <laughs> Lucas is Lucas is intensely not racist. He actually right. does a ton of stuff for African American causes. Absolutely. It's just, yeah thinking about all of that coming together in the Star Wars prequels just made oh, me realize yeah. that I hate they, them they, on even another level they they had
0: Asian <laughs> stereotypes, they had Italian stereotypes, they had Jewish stereotypes, they had black stereotypes. Mm-hmm. So if you just need another reason to dislike the film, well,
3: there I you can, go. I can assure you I'm never watching a prequel film again. I probably will watch the Planket deconstructions every four or five years like I do already. I but, can see uh, if I
2: were playing in a game and those were the characters, I would want to get out, yeah. yes. Oh, I know what you
4: just did, Wayne. <laughs> That's Wayne's segue into the topic.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh, right, oh. right. I oh, saw Yeah, okay. Dog. So, we're going to do... because s- I don't even know what the hell we're talking about.
0: Yeah, so, all right, there's a topic we're going to talk about, which Wayne is actually going to run this topic, because originally, I wasn't even sure if I was going to be on this episode, because I'm not going to go into my life drama here but i've had kind of a rough past week or two and so i wasn't sure i was even going to be on this episode and so i got wayne prepped to moderate the show in my absence he's not sitting in the daddy chair no he's not well that's because i'll save him having to mess with a mixer and such damn it but at any rate so since i am on it i will still participate but wayne is going to be moderating So Wayne's got some notes put together that I saw at dinner and liked. So Wayne, go ahead, kick off our topic and tell us what we are talking about. Our topic is leaving a
2: game or a game group without looking like an asshole. So I want to set some ground rules here for our discussion. Because it's not a true Fear the Boot topic if we don't start off with some caveats. So ground rule number one, you are leaving because... Either the game or the group is bad. Not because of scheduling issues, not sure. because of boredom. Sure.
3: Oh, but how the scheduling issues shall mask my motives.
2: <laughs> <laughs> ground rule number two. You have already decided to leave, and you are not trying to save the game or the group. Yeah. So we're not going to tangent off it's, on that. It's unsavable.
4: How is yes. it unsavable?
0: Doesn't, Doesn't matter. matter. A wizard did it. Right. Yes. But magic. magic. But and you're not trying to salvage it.
2: No. Ground rule number three. This is a group and not just a loose pool of people that regularly cycle in and out of games.
4: So it's not like some random internet Skype game with Hook strangers. Yeah. Yes,
3: that you is where to, there is you, you, no you social cost right to joining
1: or leaving.
2: RPG Tinder or whatever. It's a start off.
1: Instead of roll left. Oh, Have yeah, any of you left
3: one. a game or a game? A group. I'm sure we all have. I, Does I haven't? So. Except you, Wayne. I keep I forgetting have. that you're like a rank novice. That you've only been gaming for basically as long as you've been on Fear the Boot. Yeah, that's and bad. with the same group. Oh my um, god, I got Wayne's first dice. I know. Oh my god. <laughs> but yes, I have. I have left multiple groups and multiple games. Some under the honest color of changing life circumstance that made it impossible. Some under. Yeah, that may be what I have emphasized when I told them I was leaving, but the game was actually terrible.
4: I don't think I've ever left a group. There has been once or twice where there has been a group, and they invited me, and I showed up for the first game, and it really wasn't my cuppa, and then, I don't want to say I just didn't show up, it's just like, I never made an effort to reach out to find out when the next game is, they never really made an effort to reach out to me, yes. sort of thing, but... Yeah, there was this one time, I, I think I had told the story like years and years ago, so I'll tell it again. There's this group, and they played ostensibly D&D, but I don't think it's any kind of D&D that actually like worked or followed the rules or anything. They handed me a character sheet. It was somebody who wasn't there. I think they all had multiple characters and such, and it was a halfling, rogue, assassin, wizard, cleric, fighter cross class that sounds awesome and really deep and mature and it, it was like <laughs> level 26.5 and every single blank white space on the character sheet had something <laughs> written in it there was no place to, was to, to write anymore i sure it was in there somewhere it wasn't
1: fatal that doesn't mean it wasn't house ruled.
4: Imagine having a really high power character, right? And you know, there's a town, and the town has a night watch. They have they have the village guards, right? And you can totally stomp them. And you go into the town and the game master's like, okay, now the guards, they try to arrest you. What do you do? (laughs) We destroy them. Roll, 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 roll. Spend the next eight hours rolling. And then all the dogs, the cats, the guards, the cows, the village people, everybody is dead. Not the
3: village people. (laughs) Well, you know. (laughs) Young man, there's no need to feel down.
4: (laughs) (laughs) But everybody's dead. But they all had stuff. The villagers had torches and pitchforks. The guards had armor and pull arms and stuff. And taking every single last weapon and piece of armor and denoting every single last piece of armor and oh, we got to throw encumbrance out the window. Yeah. So I mean, my guy, he Why? was a halfling. hes a halfling, halfling. <laughs> Why? He had twenty-eight pole arms in his, on his person. He had twenty-eight <laughs> pole arms. This halfling did. I—I I, I imagined him to be like the pole arm wicker man walking around the villages, <laughs> just very sharp and dangerous. But I mean, he—it was just like. Any of this equipment was available at a moment's notice, and don't get me wrong—they didn't have portable holes, they didn't have never-ending sacks or whatever. They didn't have hirelings carry the shit around. It was just outwrit on their character sheet, and all the spells and the armors and the everything, right? So it was that kind of game, because encumbrance rules are for pussies. They are, right?
3: To be fair, exactly. I despise encumbrance rules, but I do too. If somebody reasons. came to my table and was like... How many leather breastplates fall when I kill the entire town guard? I would probably <laughs> say, wait for me to call you about when I'm <laughs> scheduling the next session and then never see them again. Right. Yeah. Yes. See, yes. I
2: hate encumbrance rules, but if someone says, I'm going to put that elephant in my bag, then I'm going to yeah. stop and say, okay, hold on. Well, okay. So so
3: point being, Chad, you obviously did not continue to
4: game with this group. No, no. It, it, and it was like, we show up five minutes and... Now, that's the the one where I was like, yeah, the, got your pins got your papers. Everybody, everybody settled. Okay, race start round one. Oh, yeah. And then Whoa. six <laughs> hours later, lost count of the rounds, the combat ends, and everyone's like, damn, that was a good session. Ah, oh, that was awesome. High fives all around. I'm like, you know what? I did have a good time. I'm never doing this again in my life. <laughs> <laughs> but, and I got into it, right? And I was there, and we had a good time. But yeah, that was very much... I left, I drove home, and I'm like, I'm never going to make this next game happen, that I am a part of it. It's going to happen without me. And they never brought it up, right? So, And that was the weird thing. It's not like I was sitting there going, oh, Rumpf, there's no story. Where's my character's motivation? Oh, Rumpf. No, I was getting into it. I was getting into the spirit of it. for Just for the experience of it, it was very interesting.
2: Yet they still never called him again. The they next never day. called him.
1: Never called me again. But, you know, in, in situations like that, though, because I had a similar experience as well, where, you know, suddenly everything seems relatively normal, then, it's, you mm-hmm. know, reality just kind of hits the brakes and, you know, everything goes off the rails at that point. It is just, you know, it's not you. It, yeah, I kept okay, telling it telling fun. Myself. But this is not the way I like to play games. I enjoy. Right. Getting magic items handed to me if there's a reason. I enjoy, you know, rolling all kinds of combat rolls if it makes some sort of sense. But just for the exercise, you know, in math, that stopped being fun for, you know, for me, you know, by the time you were, you know, you worked that out of your system in the first couple of years that you're playing and then you go on and, and do something else. And, and my approach was very similar to yours, Chad, and the fact that I never bothered to, I, I still saw them, you know, mm-hmm. around campus or whatever, talk to them and stuff, but whenever they, and I guess maybe in some way I took kind of a coward's way out because when they wanted to play again, I was miraculously busy and I was, you know, I was washing my hair, you know, and oh, I'm busy <laughs> then too. Oh, but I didn't even tell you when we're playing. Trust me, I'm busy. I practiced a, a tried and true avoidance in, in so, that particular thing, so which probably wasn't the best way to do it.
3: going to find some parallels between breaking up with a dating prospect and breaking up with a gaming group not perfectly but there's a venn diagram there of of things like blaming yourself and fabricating scheduling conflicts etc etc we certainly reached number one absolutely the most low contact low conflict version if not necessarily the easiest Fade in to all the circumstances shadows. is just ghost yep you got done with a session you didn't call them back mm-hmm. they didn't call you back Everyone just kind of sailed off become ephemeral, yes. and like I've paper. never left a gaming that's group, but fun. I'm not proud of myself
2: to say I have broken up with a girl. A <laughs> that, that. Well, way. there you have it.
3: I don't think I've ever just straight up stopped going with no communication either before or after I quit the gaming group. That seems to be a solution. That's much more popular in arenas where you don't really know the other people you're mm-hmm. playing with that. Well, especially if you're in an online pickup game, whether that's on roll 20 or it's a, it's a forum based thing. I think that's
4: almost expected. Uh, yeah, that it is expected. That is, yeah. They are. They in fact, are accounted for. Yes, yes.
3: Yeah. I, I would I would say, like, plant three seeds at a time and then take the biggest sprout after a week or two mm-hmm. approach. I think um, there are some
2: factors that come in on how you would react to this. At least there are some that would come in for me. And there are questions I would ask myself. Number one is, will I ever see these people again? Yes. That is if it's an question. online game where I've never seen them before, yes. I'm probably
3: never going to yes. see them again. And we all agree that the nice thing to do would be not to ghost, but we all acknowledge that when the social cost of ghosting is very low, it becomes much, much more attractive and people do it.
4: Well, people don't like conflict. Yes. And some yeah. people don't handle conflict well, Right? you know, where it's just like, even if it is from your perspective, non-conflict. they might take it personally. You know,
0: hey, I'm sorry, the game wasn't for me. Well, what's wrong with my game? Whoa, red flag. Well, (laughs) right, and I think that's what makes it so difficult is the fact that, uh, let's use the analogy that I I think it was that John just used, which is the parallels between leaving a gaming group and an interromantic relationship. It's kind of weird that my experiences have been very different in that every romantic relationship I've had to end, I always ended in fire and confrontation. (laughs) (laughs) But I've never just ghosted a girl or something like that. It's always been like, yeah, we're breaking up, and this is why.
4: I've never had that problem. <laughs>
0: well, I've got, I, I've been dumped,
4: and I've been like, no, nah, no, thanks, and I've walked away, and I've done the awkward. Wait a minute, I thought we had something. She didn't call me. Why is this happening? I don't understand. Right. Yeah. Or at least I have video games. I've well, never had the <laughs> that big blow-up either. But here's the thing. <laughs> I've
3: had them end in Fire and Ice. Alternatively, never the same at once. Anyway, well, go on, Dan. Well, yeah,
0: but when you break up with somebody, you're rejecting them as a person for whatever reason. Lack of compatibility, something they did, who knows what. And when you look at a role-playing game, you're talking about a social engagement with a group of people where everyone involved to varying degrees has put some amount of themselves into the effort. They've invested creatively. They've put a piece of themselves into the story or into the character they're playing. And when you suddenly say, I don't want to be in this game anymore. I think it is very, very hard for a lot of people to separate that they're rejecting the game. They're not rejecting me. And I think the person who's doing it has very good reason to be afraid that the decision to say I'm not going to be part of this game anymore will be received as this is a rejection of you guys. because, Because no matter how true it is,
4: saying it's me, it's not you sounds like bullshit. It does, yeah.
3: no matter what the situation is. It absolutely Because does. it usually is. And, yeah.
0: and here's one of the things in my life. It's always a
3: combination.
0: is yeah. we, we, we talked about the difference between letting this die in ice and letting this die in fire. And an example of ice is ghosting. Mm-hmm. But I'm a person who really does have a messed up schedule. I have a lot of things that, mm-hmm. that come and go. I've made no secret on the show of the fact that I have social anxiety disorders. Mm-hmm. And so there really are things, and I will, I'll, I'll be straight up with you, there are times... I've ghosted a group because I didn't like what was going on. Mm -hmm. There have been other times I ghosted a group that I wanted to be a part of, Mm -hmm. but something really did happen. And that creates a level of discomfort as well, because from the perspective of the people that I'm ghosting, how do they know why I'm doing it? How do they know, am I being a jerk? Mm -hmm. Or is there really something beyond my control that's causing this? Am I avoiding them or do I really have something else going on? And that's just, and then because of, like you
4: said, the social anxiety, it's not like the simple solution. Oh, just sit down and talk about it. Well, that's
2: yeah, not the, social, the simple solution. Yeah. <laughs> well, and actually, we've right. compared this to breaking up with a uh, with a girlfriend, but there is one aspect of it that is very different here. For all of us, at least, and for most people, that's a one-to-one relationship yeah a gaming group is not one person and if you're like most of us we game with our friends Mm -hmm. we don't game with random people online Mm -hmm. so it's not one person you're breaking up with you were for some reason saying these four to five friends of mine i don't want to partake in this activity with them anymore it's not one person that you're talking to you now have the peer pressure of four to five friends saying what do you mean you shouldn't go
1: but that kind of goes back to the whole idea of you're saying it's not you, it's me, which you all were kind of saying is bullshit. And I, to a certain extent, no, to no, a certain no, no, point, no. I, no. It I sounds, said it, it. It sounds, sounds yeah. like this. yeah, and I said it. Usually, is I think for the most part in this particular situation, I don't really think that that's the case because if what they were doing in the game and in the sessions and within within the group dynamic, if you agreed to it and you were happy with it and you were enjoying it, well then you would continue to play. But if you're not, if what they're doing does not appeal to you, then actually it is you. And there is nothing wrong with saying, it is me, it's not you, but here's why it's me. Because this reason, this reason, this reason. And that's great that you guys want to play that way, but that's not the way I play. I just don't really, I don't get much enjoyment out of it. That time has passed. Whatever the excuse might be, it actually, it is you. And there's nothing wrong with it being you. It's just a matter of, if you are going to actually man up and communicate or person up and communicate about it, you need to fully communicate about it and say, you know, you have to acknowledge and at least put some positivity on what they're doing that they like that. That's cool. But that ain't you. Yeah, I guess
3: that's a good point. Providing a a concrete, impersonal reason, you know, going to a group of four other people that you like as friends and who play round one fight the game, if you can go to them and say... Guys, I wanted story stick the hippying where we all, you know, give each other back rubs while we talk about what oh, we bring to the story.
1: Yeah.
3: Chad's like, oh, baby. Um, <laughs> I think you can disengage in that situation with much less friction.
1: It is much easier said than done. I yeah. mean, you know, it's nice to say that here, but when it actually comes to it, it is not an easy thing to do.
0: Well, yeah, because you don't know how it's going to pan out. You don't know how it's going to be received. I mean, what everyone is saying is absolutely right, that in the ideal world, the best thing to do is to sit down, to be honest, to explain specifically what the issues are, and for the people that are hearing it, to receive that with a certain amount of maturity and dispassion. That's not always the reality of how it works, and even if it is the reality of how it works whatever percentage of the time, your brain, or at least the brains of most people, is going to believe it's going to be far worse, far more often than it really will, you know, which only compounds all of this. Well, and what if it is that person? Because, I mean, you're asking yourself the question
2: here, do you want to stay friends with these people outside of gaming? Hell no. If they don't offer me gaming, what good are they to me? <laughs> exactly. That's right. <laughs> and the question for there is, why is the group together? Is it a group of friends that are playing games, or is it a group that just got together for Ah. gaming? Because those are two separate things. Now, there is a question. There are the friends that started gaming together, but then there are people where it's just, hey, I know a guy, I know a guy. They all met through gaming, and they don't have any interaction outside of gaming. It's
3: much more easy come, easy go if you're an ad hoc group of otherwise unaffiliated people who've come together for gaming yeah, and then you're gaming with your friends. But and I, I don't, don't do that. I game with my friends exclusively. And mm-hmm. if, if uh, I want more people, I'll find a friend who doesn't game yet and make them game.
2: Well, and that was the thing. When I started gaming, I didn't know anybody else yeah. at the
3: table. Yeah. You were, you were introduced yeah. by Chad doing exactly that. Yep.
2: I consider all of them my friends now. But mm-hmm. at the time, I didn't know any of them. Yeah. I didn't know you
3: until Chad brought you into yeah. RPG world.
2: I think one of the other questions I asked myself is, was it always bad? is this a group that I've really enjoyed playing with in the past and there's just something that's ah. a dynamic now that's bad? Yeah. Because yeah, how I exit would make a difference there. Yeah. It's the exit of, I'm not feeling did, this, did, did I need something... a break, maybe I'll be back someday. Right. Or If you're going to some... ask
1: yourself that question, Wayne, then I think you need to follow up to analyze why is it bad. If you're going to say, you know, if you ask yourself, is this bad and you say yes, well then yeah. why? And you have, to, you have to really come up... To really determine what is it that's causing it to be bad. yeah. Well, is it a personal issue or what? I is it a true
2: breakup or is it a breakup yeah. for now? I think that mm-hmm. you're obligated
4: to really analyze why it's bad, see what you could do different if it's your friends you game with. I yeah. think that if they're people you know and like, but you're not necessarily friends with that you game with, I don't think that there's much onus on trying
0: to pair things. Chad, that's, there is something that... You've been a big help to me on which is glad I could help. (laughs) Which is I think I'm empathetic to a fault. Mm -hmm. I worry way too much about how what I'm doing affects everyone else to a level that is is really not healthy in some ways. And this is a silly story or a silly example, but I think it's completely relevant what we're talking about. Let's talk about World of Warcraft. Mm Mm-hmm. It used to be that when I was in even just a pickup group, total strangers, total random matchup, had no idea who these people were, that if for some reason I wanted out, maybe something else came up I needed to do around the house, maybe these people were all being jerks, maybe they just had no confidence, we were mm-hmm. getting nowhere, whatever, that it was always a real struggle for me to kind of come up with that reason and say yeah. my goodbyes. You didn't do that. When it was going bad, you're just like, well, guys, thanks for the run, if even that.
3: <laughs> that sounds... Drop, <laughs> not me. <laughs> yeah, and just drop. That so was like, how I did it. My method was, hi, I'm the healer. I can replace you in seconds. Right. You need me, I don't need you, oh, goodbye. Well, I used to be
4: like, <laughs> well, I don't want to get into wild wow stories, but I used to play classes that were easily replaceable, classes that everyone else played. Yeah, right. But I, even then, it would be like, okay, I want to achieve something here, and I don't know you... I'm not going to like start flinging racial slurs and, and talking down to you, but I'm just going to go. Yeah. And you. And, just how tr- do
3: you feel about trolls, Chad? <laughs> <laughs>
4: and, and, so there was, and, but, but there was something and here's like, where it got really bad for me is when I became a tank because tanks yep, are really rare. Yeah. It's they need me. And so I started bossing them around and people were like, these strangers are like, well, we're just going to leave. Bye, because when I re-queue, I'm in in 15 seconds. When you requeue, you're there for two hours. Cues? You newbie. So, Go to
3: Orgrimmar and get in trade chat.
2: That's why it was so different for me, starting with City of Heroes, because World of Warcraft, you just re-queue some, you can get a new tank. City of Heroes, when you do the task force and you're planning this out, mm-hmm. if somebody leaves, you can't invite anyone new. Yeah. You are locked into the yeah. party you start. And, and so it goes well, into asking the question, if I leave, is this group going to break up? And will they have just wasted the last hour and a half? here's the thing. And I feel bad about that. Well, and this kind of ties back to what we're God, talking about, care. too.
3: So
4: your City of Heroes versus World of Warcraft thing. Those are two different communities. Yeah. In City of Heroes, people were really nice. So they're friends, and that's cool. In World of Warcraft, they're not really nice. So f*** them
3: i I would act differently in the different situations you guys i wish one of you would have played uo back in the heyday if guilt over leaving a raid instance racks your brains i would have loved to have gone to the bottom of deceit with you and killed people as they were trying to peacefully hunt lich lords you're drawing this
0: back it's certainly one of the things i took away from that is is as of today i still play final fantasy 14 Mm -hmm. on and off it is a heck of a lot easier when I'm in a pug. Mm-hmm. I'm a fairly patient person. Sure. I'm laid back. I don't take the game super seriously. But if there's something that is really bothering me and it's a pug, I just maybe say something polite and then drop out. I'm gone. Yep. Whereas if it's people I know, if these are individuals mm-hmm. I have a relationship with that has nothing to do with Final Fantasy, these are people that I know right. outside of the game, or maybe it's only in the game, but we have a long-running relationship, mm-hmm. then I feel a lot more onus on me to try and protect that relationship to give them the truth or unfortunately sometimes to start fabricating more convenient lies because of the fact that I don't want to burn those bridges. I don't want to lose a friendship or relationship over what's really otherwise a, a trivial problem. So along
2: those lines are the next three questions I would ask myself. One of them might just make me a dick. So, Question one that I would ask is, am I the only one that's not happy? That's Mm. a
3: real good question to ask. So, are there other Mm -hmm. people at
2: the table that are unhappy? Which leads into question two, will my leaving break up the group? Yeah. Is it an unstable group where my leaving will break it up? Which leads into question number three that I might be a dick for immediately thinking. If you're a GM, which I GM. Is there anyone from the group I want to steal to bring into my own game?
0: Oh, well, let me
2: go. Oh, sure, that's well, not a
0: dick move. That's let, necessary for survival. Let me pause question three for a second. And hit question <laughs> two. If one person leaving is going to disintegrate the group, it was never healthy to begin with. Right?
3: Yeah, Depends yeah. on who the person is. I think there are groups out if there the where there's one the person GM, who's the lynchpin. Well,
4: well, I think right, that. But one I think of this th- line of questioning though it leads to a certain analysis of saying, "Okay, I'm not happy in the group." Is anybody else not happy? Hmm, My perception is, is that 90% of the group is unhappy in the same way as I am. But I'm not trying to sow dissent. I actually haven't even talked to anybody. I just kind of get that impression. But
2: if it's not, then you ask yourself, is it me?
4: Is it me? Yeah. If if everyone's happy and the group isn't falling apart and you're not happy, then it's probably me. But if everyone's unhappy, why are they unhappy? Is it one person in the group? Like the GM is really terrible or whatever. There's one guy who's a total whatever. Then can you go around to the group and say, you know what? It's not me, but it's not you either. It's actually that. Fred, <laughs> Fred. It's always been Fred. How can we politely get rid of
3: Fred? Everyone leaves <laughs> the game <laughs> one person at a time. Is it someone it, else starts a yeah, group again two no weeks later? later. <laughs> <laughs> <of questions>, do, <laughs> do we, we game at Fred's everyone house? back but Fred? <laughs> does Fred bring <laughs> chips and and
1: coke no, and soda and never stuff? Never game at Because no, Fred's
4: house. a dick. Yeah. Yeah, Fred's a dick. Why is he... Yeah. I have
3: actually done this multiple times in the not all that distant past.
4: Actually, it would be easier if it's at Fred's house, because then you go around and you collect the players and you just don't show up to Fred's house. Getting <laughs> no, Fred not to show no, up at your no, house, no, that's no, the no. drama.
3: You finish the arc, or or if if Fred is responsible for crashing the arc, and right. Fred has done this to me before, then you have Fred. Cases Belli to not invite Fred to the next arc.
2: Right. That's actually um, the next
3: thing I was going to ask myself, would be...
2: Is it the near the end of an arc or a campaign? Yeah. Can yes. I just wait until that's over and yes. then be okay?
0: Can you talk?
2: Yeah. And if all it.
3: your games are on the internet, they're never at Fred's house. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I think
0: that is a fair question. Was if, can is- you ride the train into the yeah. station and mm-hmm. say, "Okay,
4: guys, I'm not interested. I love you. You're all great, and I love oh, me, yeah. and I'm great. But where this train is going, the next campaign." just
3: not totally interested
4: yeah. i'm getting off at this yeah. stop
3: and if you're if you're intensely concerned about minimizing social friction right. that's, that's probably a good the move. best way you yeah. should mm-hmm. i mean we've
4: been playing fantasy now you want to play starships and you know me i'm not a starship guy it's like but you only read science fiction and you talk about starships all the time
0: like I hung up. Up. La, la, la. Bye. <laughs> so thinking back through my own, my <laughs> own gaming history there are not a huge amount of groups that I've left. There have been a lot more situations where the issue has been there's a particular person mm. or sometimes a particular character mm. that I want gone more often than I myself want to leave. And as I look through my history, most of the gaming groups that I have ceased being a part of, it goes back to what I was talking about before, a combination of scheduling instability. Mm. I mean, you know, my, my life schedule really is fairly busy and fairly screwed up and combine that with the social anxiety where there are sometimes I'm free, mm-hmm. but I'm just not psychologically in right. the proper state to really go and engage in that kind of activity. Point being, though, that if I look through my history, most of the reasons that I've had to leave mm-hmm. have been honest and unintentional. Sure. Is there ever a non-honest reason to leave? um well there can be non honest about what you say the reasons yeah.
4: and and that's one of the are, thi- well let me ask let me flip well, that question around are there
0: non legitimate reasons to well, leave? well before I get to that that's a fair question before I get to that the thing that i wanted to say though is that the, and this is a very recent epiphany of mm-hmm. my life and it's such a straightforward idea that it should not have taken me until 39 to get to this point But, kind of, one of the big social transformations I've been undergoing over the past couple of years, I think, kind of boiled down to something that is a stupid meme that I posted on Facebook a while back that said, Never treat as a priority someone that treats you as an option, or never make a priority someone that makes you an option. This idea that, you know, I want to live my life in an an honest and authentic way. The, The confrontation sucks, the uncertainty of how the confrontation will go sucks. But, if I have people in my life to where that moment of honesty, that moment of truth about what's going on, is either going to result in all kinds of drama, or the termination of a friendship, or them taking it all on themselves and getting all depressed and all whatever, then maybe those really aren't healthy relationships to have anyway. And so... I've reached this point where, you know, I can't control the things I can't control, but the things I can control, I'm trying to do a lot more authentically. And the reason that I, I wanted to talk about this angle specifically is because this just occurred to me. Mm-hmm. This literally just occurred yesterday or, or today. I, I forget which I'm kind of blurred mentally, but I've been playing in this werewolf game and the game master, Amanda's a person I consider a good friend. Mm-hmm. I don't know all of the players, but I know most of the players, and I consider them to be good friends. And the game itself, you know, if I if I look at what's going on, it's not like, I don't want to game with these people. It's not like, oh, the GM's being a total bitch to me. It's not like the other players are being mean to me. It's nothing like that. But... Part of these personal epiphanies is I've been going through a lot of of conflict within my life of trying to sort out some of these relationships and such. And I am not psychologically in a place where I'm really prepared to deal with even the perception of social tension. And unfortunately, the way that werewolf is written to be played, this is not they're running it wrong. This is how werewolf is meant to be played is there is tension between you and what's called the litany, which Mm -hmm. is the rules you're supposed to be abiding by, but depending on the game master, the spirit versus the letter gets a little Mm -hmm. fuzzy, but there can be some arguments about, well, maybe you shouldn't be doing things this way. There's tension between your werewolf tribe and all the other tribes and other clans that are out there. And then there's supposed to be this whole thing of pack dominance. And, you know, if you do certain things, you're threatening the dominance of the alpha who then has to turn on you and and i mean there's there there's degrees you can deal with this at but the fact is that hint that seasoning of interpersonal conflict is woven into the fiber of the game mm-hmm. and that was really causing me distress because it's not something i'm right now in a space that i really am capable of handling and i did have some honest scheduling issues and mm-hmm. i was out of the country for a couple of weeks and all, all this other crap but when I got back, you know, I decided it's like, you know, I owe them the truth. And if they can't accept that truth, then these weren't friendships anyway. And so I had a conversation with Amanda Niemann, or PM, actually on Facebook, where I said, look, this is basically what's going on. I said, you know, I, I'm i not mad at anyone. You guys are running a fine game. You're good people. I would love to game with you in the future. But I think werewolf is a really bad idea for where I'm at psychologically Mm -hmm. right now, and it's hurting me to play this game. I need to step out of this game. She was very responsive to that. She handled that very well. She received it very well. You know, she said, I understand, I value you as a friend, and I want to game with you again in the future, and here's some other options we're considering for the future that we'd Mm -hmm. like to involve you in. Monster Hearts. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Diplomacy the role-playing Yeah. yeah. But by, you,
3: the punchline to the story... Man, yeah. I want to play some Diplo does? But
0: the, the, punchline, I mean, the punchline to the story is, I think y- you can only run so fast from your own lies.
4: Right.
0: You can only run so fast from oh, your no, own... I don't can, know, I can run pretty
1: fast. You can only run so Especially fast... if you're running downhill. Yes.
0: From your own reputation. And so... I, I'll totally admit it. Like most gamers, I chicken far more often than I man up, woman up, whatever, and deal with the situation. But I think there are some times to put the pants on mm. and get in there and deal with it. And I think you'll have a healthier life as a result of it. So let's say you, you have personed up and you're ready to... Personed
2: up. Jesus. You are ready to uh, to have the conversation. When do you have? What are you it? saying about Christians? Chat? Do you do this? <laughs> do you do it between games? Do you show up at the game session and no. have the conversation with everyone? Then do you wait to the end of a session and have it? And no, then- it's it's you treat it like a business. Fire in Fridays. You get a whole <laughs> week's worth of yep. work out of them. And with fire them security up
3: Friday. at the desk.
4: Yeah, <laughs> you gotta quit at the game so you can get all of your dice maybe some of theirs and then a couple of books. A couple of highlighters. Right. Uh, paper they, you, you don't even quit. You're like, hey guys, I'm just going to take some of my books to my car. I got a friend who wants to <laughs> read them, right?
2: That was a factor I didn't even think about. If you have stuff over there... Do you know how much... Yeah. You- it i stuff. have
4: over at pat's house that if i were to quit the gaming group which i'm not but if i were to quit the gaming group it would take me a month of just subtle oh i'm just gonna oh take gosh. this game back <laughs> oh okay uh, you're, now like, you're I'm gonna like, gonna like, like the cato caleb gaming back. My, my goodness just, yeah it, like so six months later like man you know the baseball game in is it's really opening up down here i wonder what's going on okay guys <laughs>
3: In so an answer out, to your Mike query, Wade, I I quit between sessions. Okay. <laughs> I, I the last time I did this, it was a game that I just did not find satisfying. There was no, there was no real genuine scheduling conflict. You know, I was at a fine point mentally, otherwise, in other areas of my life. But it was just a bad game. It was for whatever reasons I had to leave because I wasn't having any fun, and I just did it between sessions. Yeah. I I hopped into the group chat and said, "Hey, look, you know, maybe I, I think there was like." The immediate next session, I legitimately couldn't make because I had to be in the air at that time. I sure. I fly I know, six days a week every once in a while when I'm on the road for work. And I just said, you know what? My work schedule is really unpredictable. Even if it's on a Sunday night, I'd have to miss at least once a month, maybe twice. I need to do the honorable thing and just withdraw from the game because it's not fair to me to commit to doing something that I know I'm going to miss at least a quarter of the time, maybe mm. even half. And then the GM said, cool, bye. There was no social friction, as far as I'm aware. Nobody from that group. And I'm still in contact with three of them. And, in fact, gaming with one of them in another group. With well, you in it, Wayne. George, a,
2: actually. We've all talked about just... Basically, the way we've talked about it has been hit the escape button. There's another option out there, though, that I was thinking about. Fire and brimstone? No. Oh. Murder. Actually, if you, <laughs> if you know that you're... Okay, this is, gonna, this is happening. Never trust a man with pigs. Territory. You talk to the GM. You talk to the group. You and the GM can come up with an epic way to take your character out and instead of just dropping it of my character is never gonna be in another game. Wayne, is that why you, you do killed one my character last session? <laughs> Were you trying to tell me something when you <laughs> murdered my literally
4: murder? It wasn't death or dying in a sleep surrounded by friends or walking
3: into the wind. Did he let you re-roll a character and come murdered.
2: back the next day? Murdered! My character. It was the end of an arc, and I gave him ah. a post it note that asked, Can I do something horrible to your character? He said yes. Of course, he did. it's Chad. Chad <laughs> well, I was not going to say though. no. Yeah, but I mean, come on. <laughs> but that's the question. If you're willing to go another session, yeah. your exit can actually reinvigorate the rest of the That's table actually a good if idea. If you come up with a. That way, you don't have to do the explanation of well, here's what happened to the character, or Uh, we're just going to forget about the character. But then you have have to railroad
3: death epically. I don't know. I don't like, I don't like railroading. No,
4: this death was awesome. It was a plot death. No roles happened. We, we role played it out. I didn't know what he was going to do. Every jaw hit the floor and I'm smiling like a maniac. And (laughs) Wayne is smiling
1: like a maniac. And then they're all like,
4: you got, that's, my
3: feels that's justifiable
1: back I want to jump back to Wayne's Wayne's question that he asked how do you go about doing this you know is it is it something you is it do you yeah. call do you do you break up via text do you you know and i don't think the method that you do it necessarily matters as much because i think the important thing is is that you do that that you actually make that effort because like even in Dan's situation he's he has to step into an area that's outside part of his comfort zone to do that but yet it still ended up becoming a very positive result in the end. And other times when these types of situations happen, if you face that, you know, most of the time, especially if you know these people, the the result is going to be generally positive and you're going to come to an understanding and everything's going to work out okay. And this, you know, whether it's a gaming situation or even a work or life situation, generally it can work out pretty good. And I I think that that's the important part here is that, the effort is actually made to do that. You know, I mean, yes, just ghosting is certainly much easier at times, but taking that that difficult step and actually doing that uh, generally brings about better results. And I think in the end, it makes you feel a bit better about. Well, it,
0: it also, yeah, it builds trust. It deepens the relationship. And there's once, closure. There's closure. You there is closure. Yeah, and you don't have to worry about that uncertainty of the other people don't know why you're doing this. And they may invent reasons mentally that are far worse than what reality is. But, Chris, I agree. I don't think the method by which you do it or the medium by which you do it is really all that important. But, Mm -hmm. Wayne, to your prior question, I think timing is important because I think it's a real dick move to do it at the start of the session because you're basically just crapping all over that sitting because now suddenly that becomes the topic (laughs) of the evening. And I think to do it at the end... I think is equally bad because of the fact that at least with some people, players, gyms or whatever, they have just come down from a performance. They're analyzing. How did I do? Was this good? Was this not? And somebody responds to that with, I quit. You and
2: know, actually, now that I think about that, I remember you doing that once chat quitting. It was one of those times at the very end of the session. You're like, I need to talk to you guys. I am between jobs right now. Oh, yeah. I need to save my money. Right. And it was the end of the session. Yeah. And mm-hmm. after, so I was like, I'm sorry, but that's my last session. And we all understood the reasoning. Yeah. But, but it was right there at the end of yeah. the session. I, I but it wasn't a,
4: an indictment of the session. It no, was, it, I didn't have a job, right, and right. Yeah. gaming costs
0: money. But I think, as a result, I would stand pretty firmly, you need to do this between sessions. You need to do this not on game day. I would agree. And I don't Mm -hmm. think it matters so much exactly when, but not on game day.
3: Just give the GM enough time to prepare a game that doesn't have you in it, you lying traitor. Yeah, (laughs) well, and and that might (laughs) be something else,
0: too, is don't do it the day before game day so the GM can prepare for it, I And you
4: should mentally prepare yourself for hearing stories from your friends about how the GM turned your PC into a villain. Because (laughs) that's going to happen. (laughs)
3: <laughs> I turned a PC into a statue one time. Nice. That's even better than a villain. I, Wayne, back to your prior point of, of planning a death as a accompaniment to a game exit. Um, It, aggressive. And it, it doesn't have aggressive. to be death. Just an ex- right. epic leaving. I once had an exit as an accompaniment to a death. One of the characters in the original Blood Moon Goblins campaign was... Inexplicably, a really nice guy outside of the game, but as soon as we started rolling, just became this super aggressive asshat. Hmm. So he failed a roll when he got looked at by a basilisk and turned into a statue. And I told him he couldn't roll another character, and that was the end of him forever. You know, <laughs> So that's sec- one way to fire wow. someone.
2: For a second there, I thought you were going to say he failed to
0: roll, but he opened a treasure and there was a trap on. It. Well, I knew it was no. talking about me because Brat was anything but aggressive. Nope. No,
3: no, 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 no. Brat and this guy all both died. Dice on the table, yeah. uh, you know no no bs said the d c said the modifiers, rolled, and there it goes. I even gave the courtesy tap, even though I wanted him to fail and get out of my damn gaming group. I said okay. the enemy Orc has a bag on the head of a large lizard. Even though you put your sword up to his throat, he looks at you plaintively and does not remove his hands from the bag. What do you do? He goes, oh, I kill the orc. I say, Okay. The bag flies off his head. This lizard looks you in the eye. Roll me a d20. You got a five. You're now a statue. You can't come back. <laughs> and next
0: time John asks, What do you want to do after giving that setup? The answer might be grab a dictionary and look up plaintively. <laughs>
3: What did, I, what did I say?
0: I'm just making the joke that he may not have known what that word meant. Oh, okay.
3: <laughs> no, he's a, he's brilliant. This dude is like a oh. particle physicist. Oh, okay, <laughs> I, And he's just, just a nice guy. When the camera isn't rolling at the game table. Like, even in the session before and after, he's fine. But in the game, it wasn't even a matter of, like, aggressive role-playing or a character that I didn't jive with. Just disruption, antagonization, harassment. I could not figure it out. And ultimately, I just... Picked a time for him to die in one of my famously lethal but not really that lethal games, and uh, told him he couldn't re-roll.
2: You but, know what would be great, Chad? You made the comment of uh, when you leave, your your player character is going mm-hmm. to become a bad guy. That's your epic way out. In oh, sure. your last session, you turn against the party and then you leave the group. No, if the wolf you know, is- ha 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 joke. Yeah, that's funny. Don't do that
4: ever. Because I've been part of games and I've heard stories of games where it's like somebody's leaving or it's the end of the game and they're never gaming with these people again and it's like Burn the Forest. Yeah. Suddenly it's like ha ha ha. <laughs> I it, this, it isn't a plan with the game master. Oh, okay. Nobody knows. Oh no. That's And terrible. then they just like his brother would do that. What? Yep. Yeah. Oh, I would say no. it with the game master. Yeah, no, yeah. okay. I mean if you plan it with the game master it's all integrated, yeah, that's cool. No, but the but the uh, fly
3: away in the Transformer was that right. that okay yeah, I and, that and
4: probably
2: other stuff too. But
4: I mean, it's <laughs>
2: a, that is such a dick move. No, it's I would say if you're going <laughs> to turn that NPC that we defuse the bomb, but, but pass Chad as a, a
4: GM, but note I,
0: I turn the bomb but, on. But that's what my character would do, do Chad. Yeah, yeah, it would. <laughs> now, <laughs> Wayne, I want to thank you very much for having prepared this topic and uh, having written up all the notes that you did and such. And uh, for you guys out there in Gamerland, I hope none of you are needing this information. But if you do, there you go. Do with it what you will. Thank you guys for tuning in. Have a great week and great games. And we will catch you next time. See ya. This has been a production of Fear the Boot, copyright 2016. (laughs) Listeners are free to use this show in any non-commercial endeavor as long as credit is provided to feartheboot.com. You can find previous episodes and other resources at feartheboot.com. Fear the Boot is also a member of the Pulp Gamer Media Network of Shows. You can find other great shows in this network at pulpgamer.com.